You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Oh, I am Forbes Riley. This is my second sermon ever. I got invited. See, standing in front of 10,000 people does not compare to right here. You meet Jesus, we're doing good. Okay, this is kind of funny because I don't think anyone who's ever watched me, experienced me, ever thought that she doesn't have a connection with God. She's not like spiritual. She's not like religious. Well, I was going to say that's a big difference between spiritual and religious. Oh, I had spent my entire life. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. God bless Mommy, Daddy, Frank, St. George, and Grandma, Grandpa in Heaven. God bless Snoopy and Buttons. See, I'm a good girl. God's great. God's good. Love, thank for my food. I don't know what half of that meant, but I said it every night. And I somehow have a direct connection. Because I don't need a burning bush. Never seen a burning bush. Anyone here seen a burning bush? Yeah, no. I missed that part where they said, oh wait, is it the cell phone? How does God talk to you? But he does, I hear him all the time. I always heard him talk to me in. And then the prayers got longer because I had more things that I wanted and more people I needed to pray over. And man, they almost got to just bless everybody here who's ever been here or will ever be here. <laughs> got to be a long list as I lost people who transitioned to the other side. And I'm never quite sure, do I hear them? Do I hear him? Do I hear it all? I do know how you hear it. Anyone want the answer? Come on, wait. I'm sorry. Shut up. No, I'm serious. When you shut up and it gets quiet, really quiet, there's no more Facebook I have to look at. Maybe there's an ocean outside, a little dog barking. And I hear it. I hear it a lot. And I'm not any different from you. I just want to listen. I want to believe so bad right now. I want to believe in humanity. I want to believe in X's and Y's. But I'm a little greedy. I'm not from Missouri, but you got to show me. God, I'm sorry, I get it, but show me. What do you got, what do you got for me today? How do you prove that you're here, that this is right? How many times have you asked that, right? Real? Okay. Show it to me. Well, the funny thing is God's got an interesting sense of humor, at least when he talks to me, he does. One, doesn't give you all of the things that you want when you want them. There's this thing called God's time. <laughs> but I wanted it now. But there's also these little whispers of proving it. Can I share a couple of whispers of proving it in my life? And my hope and intention is that you all take the time to experience it in yours. I grew up in a house. I'm not going to tell you the number. I was going to, I know, it's my secret. If I tell it, it doesn't work, right? I have these conversations all the time. My mom was, was uh, superstitious. I think that's God's real sense of humor. I cannot kiss you on a threshold. I can't put a hat on a bed. And there's like three other things that I'm not allowed to do because it's superstition. Like, mom, somewhere they whispered that into your ear. That's okay. It's goofy, but it's funny. For me, not so funny. The number in the house I grew up with, first movie I ever starred in called Splatter University. You can write it down, look it up on YouTube, it's there. And it's really sweet, it's a slasher film, but I, I first lead role. 
I didn't realize this until many years later, but the door, that's the first movie I ever did, first movie I starred in, the classroom that my teacher is in, and you see it 12 times in the movie, is the same number, I, the house I grew up in. Now, no one might have never noticed that, but my parents and I lived in that same house for 40 years until they passed away, and I buried them with my sister, and that was our only house number my entire life. That number means something to me. I wrote it a million times on a million documents, and there it was on the door of the first movie I starred in, my 50th birthday. I know, you're surprised to find I'm older than that, right? You know, get what you want. If you want to feel good about your life and have them say it, do just what I did. And, oh, yeah, no, we love you. You look gorgeous. Get what you want. I've had people tell me I don't look so good. I don't want them in my life anymore. I don't know what they're judging, but they're wrong. 50th birthday, go to Las Vegas to celebrate with my family. Very excited, big monumental number. Some of my family didn't get to that age. That we pull into a car stop, same three numbers. We go to our hotel room, same three numbers. And I'm like, mom, dad, if you want to celebrate, because my parents are gone. And it's the only way they talk to me. I see it two times on the clock. Think about it, you have a number, you know what I'm talking about. If you're nodding your head, you know what I'm talking about. You've seen it. Well, where else do you think God is? That's the sign if you want to look. It's there. Now, some of you, I've never seen that. You're not looking. Take the ear things out of your ears and all the distractions. I, my parents passed away when I was 40, within a year of each other. And that's when I started seeing this number, the house number. And then it walks into a whole other realm. Because I can see, now, here's the funny thing on a clock. It could be 415 or 4, in a second, it changes. Every second, every, every minute it changes, basically. Every minute it changes. So if you were to look at it, and it's one minute off, this story doesn't sound as good. I, whenever I need something, I make a decision, I look at the clock, it only happens two times, and one of them is in the middle of the night, and it's there. It's magical, it's God's way of going, I got you, I got you, just keep looking. And if you're not finding that, find it somewhere. So my parents passed away a year apart from each other. There's a thing about miracles. They don't announce themselves. No, just wait, wait, miracle's coming. Come on, I got a miracle for you right now. It doesn't happen that way. I want babies. I thought having children was a great idea. My parents love their children. <clears throat> Get it? And I thought, all right. But I'm working, and I'm busy, and I'm 38, 39, I'm 40, 41. Oh, shoot, at what point? Well, at some point, the clock actually does stop. And then 9-11 hit, and it's coming back around in a month. And it destroyed part of my life, nine of the guys I grew up with worked with my brother-in-law in a New York City firehouse a quarter mile north of the World Trade Center. The building came down, they all died. Not my brother-in-law though, but everyone else, all nine of them. Which by the way, when I just went to the monument, I don't know that I thought it was real, it's been years, and there was a monument just for first responders. They had to carry me out of there. So, 9-11 happens. My mom, dad's gone, the year earlier my mom dies. I wake up one day and I'm like, I better have kids, otherwise what am I doing here? I really do, I'm like, if I don't have something to live for, what am I doing here? Anyone have that moment where you're like, what am I doing here? And then I said to the universe, I, I don't have a whole lot of time here, time's ticking, can we do this? Uh, not you and me do this, but you know what I mean. It's a joke. And I then found out that we couldn't, naturally, not enough guys swimming or whatever the story was with my husband, <laughs> thank you. And. They said, well, you can do in vitro, it was $10,000. I'm like, oh, man, that's a lot of money, and no, no guarantees. And I literally prayed about it. 
prayed about it. I'm gonna, I never admitted this before, but who else was I going to do? I prayed about it. As a mom, dad, I need some help here. I don't know, you know, if you're talking to the big guy, you're having some dinner, whatever, maybe mention it. And uh, with that, January, opened up my newsletter from my health insurance. One month free fertility. I'm sorry, I don't even read this newsletter. I'm sorry, Doc, could you, do, what, really? What does that mean? Well, he looked at me and he said, well, you know, you do have some pretty old eggs. Like, dude, I didn't really ask you how old they were. I said, will this work? And he said, yeah. I said, all right, cool. So we started the process arbitrarily. He said, you need six weeks. I don't have, six, I don't have every six weeks I was going to London. He said, well, you want to start today? Pretty arbitrary, right? You want to start today. And we did. Six weeks later, I'm on the table. I said, good news, crazy news. Uh, you're not pregnant. Not just pregnant. What does that mean? You're very pregnant. And ironically, at this particular story, which I didn't know I was going to tell, my daughter just walked in. That's McKenna in the background. This has something to do with her life because she's here. So the doctor says, and if you ever had a baby, you know when it's due, when it was conceived. Usually we were in, you were in the room when it was conceived, technically, right? And, and then it's due on a certain day. Well, so the doctor said, all right, but we conceived the babies three days after we did our little procedure, which was March 20th. Well, that's my mother's birthday, the first year that she's not here. So that's pretty. Wow. Twins, her birthday. And then they're due on December 7th. Many of you might know it's Pearl Harbor Day. I do because my dad made sure I always remembered his birthday. 39 and a half weeks, two arbitrary boy and girl baby. Miracle's not lost on me. Here's the next part of that miracle. I said, thank you. And I said, Just, let's do this. 41 years old, turning 42. And I fed him great and took care of them. 42 year old pushes out two seven pound healthy children. I said, thank you, because it had nothing to do with me. People always say, they joke, I think your mom and dad reincarnated. I'm like, oh, dear God, I hope not. <laughs> and they're not. They're their own beautiful, amazing creatures who are here to help me get where I'm going, because I will tell you, I do need them. Otherwise, it's not worth being here. So to that end, ah, you just made me very, very emotional being in the room, and I love you for that. So we were talking about seeing God in miracles. What's another miracle? Do you have a miracle in your life right now that you can just acknowledge and say thank you like I just did? Here's a miracle, it's in the room right now. So I'm coming to San Diego to hang out with my daughter and my, her twin brother and just kind of live and enjoy life. And I said to a friend of mine, hey, um, I know you're an entrepreneur, you do a lot of things. Any speaking we could do? And Stephen Delacruz said, of course, wanna do church? <laughs> I never did church before, but I did buy Church of the Fit 10 years ago. I was working on how does a secular person talk about God, so you come to, do you come to a church where it's <laughs> for sinners about sinners? <laughs> and we crushed it last week, we had an amazing time. I'm gonna just play a little thing for you in a minute because I fell in love with the song, and it seems to be indicative of this entire trip, and you know who gave me the song? My car. I ordered a Jeep, I'd never had a Jeep before, wanted to see what it was like, and I got a big red Jeep, and it's a crazy story how I got it, got in the car, and this song was playing. I haven't stopped playing the song since. So God isn't, it not you. And then the irony, okay, the irony of all of this, and I know you have an amazing sense of humor. I'm in a hotel room here by myself. What's on the other night? Jim Carrey. And playing God. And Morgan Freeman. And I thought, that's funny. That happened right last Sunday. And I'm like, oh, come on, really? I love thinking my life is a movie and a reality show, but Morgan Freeman is God? Really? Who did that casting? And I love that moment when they all had the prayers, the prayers, the prayers, and he finally just hit yes. 
What if yes was in? What if all your prayers came true? Even more rapidly than you imagine. And you become this manifesting machine. And I did some research on the Bible about the word manifesting. And somebody went to town on it and said, well, that takes away God's will. I said, you know what's funny thing about God? You don't know what he's up to and neither do I. Is he the chair? Is he the person sitting in the chair? Is he the person looking at the person sitting in the chair? You don't get to say. Fine. Be so busy hunting for your own miracles, you don't have a chance to look at anybody else, okay? Because I'm going to keep going on the miracle thing. So Steve says, hey, come on, let's do church. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yes. I didn't say, oh my God, because I know we're having a conversation about that. Stop calling me by my first name. And I am ready to up-level my life. Take what I'm doing to the next level. I coach, I started a business with my beautiful 18-year-old that has crushed it because she's amazing. And I had gotten burned by partners to a point where she finally looked at me and said, I gotcha. Let me build this with you, for you, and around you. People say to her, she's 18, she's beautiful. They're, Why are you doing this? And she's like, because I want to make my mom happy. That's God. Um, that's God, my mom, whoever, doing overtime on that side, going, it's about time at this age that you be happy. You suffered, you paid so many dues. And if you're happy enough, maybe you want to get in front of other people who haven't figured it out yet and up-level them. Speaking is nice, church is better. It feels so much closer to purpose, and I am loving it. And then, what's next, where do you go? Well, I'll tell you what, if you do it my way, if you manifest, if you dream it, believe it, and achieve it, dreaming it bigger than you would imagine, spend some time doing that. And you know how you got a dream that's really good? <laughs> tell somebody and get your first no. Yo, yes! Think about it. Hey, I'm going to the store to get some milk. Yeah, yeah, fine, go. Hey, I'm going to the store to go buy a cow. No, you're not. That's the dream I want to go do. If it's a yes, that means everybody can do it. If it's a no, it means I'm on the right path. That has served me very well. I have gotten a lot of no's in my life, and I'm here. Yeah, seriously, it is really it. And so I'm ready to up-level. I'm ready to find women. This is what I put out to the universe. I said, I love my men, love a lot of men. I actually only love one now, but... And it's him, it's him, God, I'm to you. <laughs> but uh, I don't know where I went with that one. Um, who knows where? A lot of, what was I just saying? Up-leveling women, thank you very much, being a woman yourself. And by the way, I noticed you when you walked in. What is your name? Natty, now you raised your hand when you wanted a breakthrough. You said that when you raised his hand. Could that be God answering a prayer if I said, let's do that? Yeah. Like that's why you walked in here today. And I felt that when you walked in, sitting over there before he even asked the question. That's my God. That's the thing I have going on here. Hang tight. Because I got somebody over here too. I want women who are role models. There are none in my world. Big motivational speakers, Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, Gary Vee, Lewis Howes, Ty Lopez, blah, 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 Mikey O, they're all men. Les Brown, Deepak Chopra, I can go down the list. Where's the girls? Yeah, Oprah's nice, but she's a talk show host. Don't kid yourself. Oprah's nice, but she doesn't have children. It's just another thing as being a mom. All right, I'm just kidding about that. Okay, I'll put Oprah up there. Who else? Who's there? Give me somebody. Come on, participatory church here. Give me one. Give me one that's known. What? Lisa Nichols. Lisa Nichols. Thank you very much. That's two. Sharon. Sharon Lecter. That. This is, by the way, they are in the industry. This is not fair. The average person is like, Sharon who? Lisa what? Y'all knew Tony Robbins, right? Okay. So I want a female role model. There's one running around, but she lives somewhere in San Diego, whatever. Thank you very much. Stop. The rock. Um, and so the universe, well, you know you need to meet. The universe also whispered into another, you ever hear Watch the Secret? 
Much secret, yes? Well, there's a couple of people in the secret, like John Asaroff, right? I've never met John. He was on my list. I make a list of people that I want to have manifested into my life. He called me. Out of the blue, somebody said on Facebook, on church, uh, Clubhouse, that we should know each other, and bam. He called me. I'm waiting for, oh, I'm waiting for Oprah. That's it, that's the last one I think I need, Oprah. But short of Oprah, the, where'd she go? There she is. There's this amazing woman named Doria Cadova. And I chit-chatted with her on Clubhouse, because how else does God get you to meet people during a pandemic? Clubhouse, where you only hear spirits and touch souls. And we touched each other pretty deeply. I thought, okay, at some point, you put it out there, I'd love to connect with you. I also teach class, and I met this amazing Swedish photographer who happens to be Lisa Nichols and Les Brown's photographer, 3,000 miles away. It's Carlsbad somewhere, I don't know. And we're talking, and I'm just adoring her and loving her work, and I said out loud, we need to shoot, we need to bring her, I need to shoot with her, I need, I need new photos, I need essence, I need what Lisa Nichols, yeah, I want her to come out here. I had the courage to really say that loud enough that the universe actually first brought us both to Costa Rica to do photos, where I got one of the most amazing photos ever. I, leave, I released a photo that's unretouched. At 61, you do not do that if you have a career. That's how beautiful it is. That was the first image that she took of me. Came down here, decided to stay a little bit. We spent 12 hours shooting photos, just a woman to woman. I've never had a female photographer. And then she said, I'm going to this thing, this, this training. I don't do trainings anymore. I don't have any time. I barely have time to hang out with family. Oh, no, it's this, it's this. And I, oh, I looked at it going, oh, you know, that's very impressive. And then I looked at the woman doing it. And it's the same woman on Clubhouse whose call I've not returned. Hello? Okay, okay, I'm great. I called her up just wanting to say hi. I said, hey, you really should check out Angie's in your class. And this very generous, amazing woman said, why don't you come and join us for four days? And my first instinct was, see this schedule? There's a calendar. It's been there for, okay. <laughs> that's really what it took. So would you give a big hand for Doria, her beautiful man, Chris, and just a phenomenal, there's more I could teach you. We're gonna stay after, we're gonna have some dinner and food. I invite you to stay to listen to. And just meet her, meet Chris. Mo Rock over there from the LA Tribune is a phenomenal supporter. He's got a great organization. Um, and who else? Then I've got a whole bunch of other people in the audience who are all classmates. Just wave your hands, people who have just spent time with Daryl who have, we have these intimate, amazing stories because we felt God come through us. Did you agree that that was pretty much a God week, that it felt like you were in the right place at the right time? Yeah, there's no other way we would have all connected. So, I wanna, can we just take a moment? I don't wanna take too much time. This song that my car gave me, can I give it to you as a gift? It has been playing in my head over and over again. Are you waiting for the miracle? Are you waiting for the number to appear somebody? Still, who's waiting, still waiting? You're still waiting, Jay? You're waiting? Because if you're not waiting, and you don't need to be waiting, you need to look up, look down, look left, right, and then look in. And that answer is there. But we keep thinking that help is somewhere else. Help is on the way. Oh, it's coming, it's coming. It's that story. Guy dies, he's on an on on island. Boat comes by. I said, no, 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 I don't need the boat. I'm waiting for God. Let's go. Plane comes. I'm going to take you ready to go. He said, no, 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 I don't, I don't need a plane. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just waiting for God. Years later, he dies. Hello, God? Can I, can I talk to you for a second? Like, what, what? I, I, I'm asking for help. He said, and I kept saying, I sent it. I sent a boat and a plane, and you didn't take it. Just because you can't see it or figure it out doesn't mean it's not already here. Stop waiting for it to be somebody else's answer. It's not tomorrow. It's certainly not yesterday, and I'm going to prove that in a minute. 
But would you just stand up? The words are up here. And even if you don't know the words, just stand up. This is the most powerful song I've heard in a really long time. And please indulge me. Go. Maybe midnight or midday. Never early, never late. He gon' stand by what he claimed. Live enough life to say. I heard your heart. Have a seat for a second. That song is by Toby Mac. I am completely obsessed with the song, and it basically says it, and it says it in such an emotional way that God's rolling up his sleeves again because you need some help. All right, so I want to try something kind of crazy. It's a proverb, 28, verse 13. Okay, I'm surprised I know that, right? So Lord, as I pray for breakthrough in my life, as I pray for breakthrough in my life, does you know what a breakthrough is? Describe that in a second. As I pray for breakthrough in my life, let your promise for my life come to fulfillment in his name. So breakthrough by definition is something that changes the course of your life forever going forward and ensures that you will never be the same. How do you have a breakthrough? I mean, it also says here, a breakthrough requires the courage and the bravery to stop settling for second best. Ooh, Anne heard that one. I know, come here, come here my girl, come here. Come here, have a seat. I wanna meet you, I don't know why, that's what I felt at the very beginning, tell me your name. Natalia Tompkins, I go by Natty. Hello Miss Natty, what do you do? Actually come up here, come here, come here. Come here, now you're a guy you graduated up here, we're gonna try something. And we're gonna try this, what's going on? Uh, nothing. Nothing's going on. You're giggly for nothing. What are you doing here tonight? Um, I recently joined your um, the deal about um, uh, Inner Circle. Yeah. Welcome. I'm, I promise not to bite. Okay. Not only will I not bite you, but the pitch. Uh, the pitch class. Oh, you're in pitch class. Oh, I love that. Miss Natty, what do you do? Well, you, you, I'll tell you what. Of all the people who've ever taken pitch class, in the last two years, you are the only one to even talk to me face to face and do this. Wow, <laughs> give it up for her, right? So then, let me ask you a question. What is the universe asking us to do? That's all, I'm just gonna put that out there. Sounds good? All right, so tell me what you do. Um, I, I'm actually retired, but I'm uh, doing like a MLM um, regarding health and wellness. Well, no, 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 no. Would you like to be successful? And you're not feeling that right now, are you? I know that. Okay, so this is actually called my breakthrough. Just you guys, are okay, join, see what happens. See if it helps. Yeah, all right. So number one, take a breath. You said you're actually retired. You know what's funny about when you say that in a pitch? I don't. You said actually, just so you know. I hear every word that you say. I don't do much. Yeah, I know. Retired from what? Civil um, service. Did you not like what you did? Yeah, that's, that's, that was what? 
tax collecting, investigation, that kind of stuff. How did you get um, I needed a job where I'd be off on weekends so I could go to church. <laughs> now I want you guys to all watch. This is kind of fun. So you retired from something you didn't like, yes? Yes. How many years did you do About 35. How old are you now? 68. 68. Can I? No, no. See, I don't look at it the way you do. I don't think it's, oh, that's terrible. I think you learned lessons. Am I correct? Yes. What you liked and didn't like. What you want to settle for and not settle for. Did you learn that? Yes. Yeah, you sure did. Why don't you own some of that? So as somebody who retired from civil service and realized how bad and boring bureaucrats can be, I'm not doing that anymore. That's a much more empowering sentence, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, let's start with that, because what you need is a big C. Ah, dose of confidence. Different C. Mine is all about confidence. And it does, once, it's, once I plant my seed in your chest, it starts to grow, the confidence comes out your nose, goes up your hair, comes out your arms, goes down your legs, ooh, sticks out your toes. Confidence everywhere, look at that, look, she's smiling, I see it, I know it happens immediately. Ah, oh, that's so funny. I'm now confident, say it, I'm now I'm now confident. Yeah, look at everything just changed, right? Give her a big, now you can applaud her for that. What's your confidence? Yeah, a little, let me see a little swag, let me see you walk a little swag. Come on, what's your most confident swag? Just kind of walk, yeah. Yeah, there she goes, she's doing it. Well, look at that head, all right? So if you can change somebody that fast, that's a good start. Come over here. You're doing good. You're doing good. You feel more confident. You feel taller. Yeah. Yeah, all right. yeah that's, the, that's the natty that I want. Not the natty that gives a shit about anything else except who you are, what you want in life now. Right. right. right so let's play a game. So do we see how we just shifted the energy here? That's a, nice, that's a much more fun energy. You just being that person out in the MLM world will do better just right now. You know that. Wow. That's good. Because now you're not trying so hard. You're like, yeah, I, I put in 35 years there. I got some skills. I have skills. Yeah, you can deal with stupid people. <laughs> I understand that, a lot of people. Nah, you can now. Come on. You need to own that. I don't even know the people, but I've been to the DMV. <laughs> yeah, I can deal with all kind of people. <laughs> you are so sweetly not judgmental. Oh, just so you know, it doesn't mean you're going to heaven any quicker than I am. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let, you're not going anywhere. You're not. Well, because all you did was just shift an energy. Now you're somebody that I want to talk to. That is not timid or now, but I'm going to ask you a question here. Moving forward, what do you want? And I'm going to ask you three times. Can't repeat the answer and just tell me what you want. About anything. I want to up level in terms of uh, helping more people. Okay. Ready for some Forbes rally match? What was all this? Why? More nervous about being up here or more nervous about actually asking for what you want in life? Oh, no, it's being up here. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. What's your first memory in life? Ten years old. Uh, not good. How old are you and what happened? Four or five. My dad slapped my mom down. Dad slapped your mom down. She was pregnant. You witnessed this, right? Just stay there. Go with us. This is worth it. What decision? Imagine that you know the answer to this. What decision did you make about life based on what you witnessed? Dangerous. You're four years old, and you just made a decision that life is dangerous. 
Funny thing about our brains, your brain puts things in files like high school's a file and family's a file, but there's a hard drive that operates your entire brain and it happens and formulates around four. And it's not what happens to you, but the decision you make about it. Natty, how has life is dangerous run your life? Don't take chances. Right. Right. Because you can't. Your little four-year-old who's driving your bus is telling you life is dangerous, don't do that. That's what held you hostage for 35 years. Are you, is your dad still alive? Mom's still alive? Are you mad at, who are you more mad at, mom or dad? I guess mom. Really? Tell me why. For staying. You know, let's think about that for a second. Yeah, she, yeah. She couldn't help it. She had her own stuff. She wasn't the one who made it uncomfortable who did. Yeah, of course. Just two. What was life growing up with this guy? Chaotic. Chaotic. Hmm. So can, do I have your permission? Do I I'll have your permission? The, uh, the church today, that's what we talked about in terms of breakthrough, was I do this in sessions. I don't do it privately, so it's nothing that she's not used to. But I haven't done a live session in a while. Are you okay if I do a breakthrough? Liable to be some yelling and screaming and whatever you hear is in the sake of doing it good. Please don't be judgmental. Okay? Good with that? Sure. Yeah. Well, it's because it's why you're here, just so you know. And if you listen, you'll have heard that going, something tonight needs to shift forever because I am ready for a what? I'm ready for a breakthrough. There you go. All right. So here's how we do it. Play a little game. Come stand right here. See up there, a little camera there. Put your picture of your dad, if you would. Okay. And by the way, um, don't go away. Um, I'm show you. Right. So. <sighs> dad. Dad. Just put him up. Say, Dad. Dad. I blame you. I blame you. For what? For making our lives miserable. You have kids. Do you have kids? No husband, nothing? I'm married. Okay. You don't talk to a little kid like that who's been bad. You don't do that whole face thing. Hmm. Your dad's not here. My advice to you, <laughs> stand up. Uh, that moment. That moment. That is, okay. that is you taking a risk jumping off a bridge. Now do that. Dad. Dad. What? I blame you. I blame you for messing up our lives. I can't hear you. I'm sorry, what? Stay right there. A little louder. Dad, I blame you. I can't hear that at all. Dad, I blame Dad! you. Dad! <laughs> Try that. Dad, I blame you for messing up our lives. That's as loud as you get for having your entire life messed up? Try it again. Dad! He's hitting your mom! Dad! Dad! I blame you! For what? For messing us up. Why? Because you should have just left. What else? I blame you for what? Blame you for um, taking away my confidence. You better say that a lot louder than Dad, I blame you just for... Just say it. Just say it. Blame you for taking away my confidence. Close that door before we get kicked out. Go. I blame you for... Seriously, that's how confident you want to be? There's nothing bigger in there at all? Nothing bigger you want to play? I blame you! Just try it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I blame you! I blame you louder! I blame you! You gotta be louder. Go one more time. I blame Go you! For what? For yeah. taking away our confidence. Telling me everything I did was wrong. Yeah? What else? 
wouldn't let me do it. Just hit it. You wouldn't let me do it. Down here, down here. Come here, come down. Just hit you just a bunch of times. Go. Just hit it. Just hit it. Hard as you can. Hard as you can. Go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Come on. myself. something that thing changes including relationships so dad I love you dad I love you because it wasn't your fault I've always loved you I always respected you I didn't know I didn't disrespect you in public didn't say anything bad about you and I just love you 
starting over today, um, forgiving those everyone. How do you feel physically? Feel lighter. Yeah, lighter. Like a little something just got energy. <laughs> what if that's all the breakthrough needs to be? What do you guys think? Yeah. want to say anything about what they just saw happen? Anybody? Any thoughts, Mo? I don't know if you see that very often. Tonight's church, I stayed to see if I could do that. I'm just so, good to see you. I'm just so proud of you, and I wanted to thank you, just take a second, to thank you for your courage and for giving us all the gift of your journey and for giving us all the gift of who you are right now. And I, I'm just so thankful and I wanted to take a second to honor you and share that with you and ask everyone to just make some noise for this woman's incredible courage. Thank you. I love that. You know, when you show up for yourself, you show up for others. Yeah. Pretty powerful. Anybody else want to thought? My darling in the back, you were here last week. What do you think about what you just saw? Right here. Okay. What do you think? Oh, you can't talk, isn't that ironic? I chose the man who can't talk. Now, there's something interesting about that. Can I get a high five? That's so interesting. But see, I think you can talk. That's all right. But I still think that you can. I think I just did that. Again, this is my, my miracle. I chose a man out of everyone here. I could have chosen my friends who says he can't talk. Have a seat. I, I get it. But can, the universe is telling you that you have still something very important to say. And so maybe you give her a big hug. And that is, in fact, when you don't think you can do something, it manifests in its own way, guys. Does this seem like, oh, wow, that was kind of cool, right? I am loving this. I don't know if it's traditional in church to do things the way I do them. I don't know. And maybe I get a divine message that says, don't focus on that part. How am I doing so far? It seems interesting to me. I have a prayer here, and then I want to play a video. I'm all about videos. Last summer, as we were building our business, this is my beautiful daughter, McKenna, who, yeah. who, who I love that the universe used literally to get me out of a direction I was going and to create something to serve others. We've served thousands of other people now, and it feels really good. And because of that, we're moving into being able to do foundations, do scholarships, do breakthroughs. By the way, I do this. If this is interesting to you every Sunday, which I just did for two hours, I just teach people how to pitch, how to communicate who you are to someone else, what you've got, and when you can't communicate your pitch or choose that you can't, you don't get events, you don't get people showing up, you don't get people falling in love, you don't get sales of what you want, you don't get your idea across. And that just shatters my heart. I grew up with a dad who was an inventor who never got any of his inventions out. They're all right there in the grave with him or they left him in the garage when I sold the house. That was so sad. When you can see somebody's potential not fulfilled based on the choices that you make and not having the courage to ask for what you want. So now what you want is you want to take the product from that network marketing company and help other people's lives, but you know when you come from someplace that's full like you are right now, you spread joy. Do we buy from people who make us happy or people are like, oh God, I'm, I don't know. You are now joyous, look at that smile. It's absolutely spectacular. I'm loving it, I have to put this back up or I won't have the prayer that I want. Maybe I wasn't supposed to say it. There's a really nice prayer in there, I'll email it to you. <laughs> I would like... <laughs> it's something says like, look, 
Guys, just take a moment and believe that you can do whatever it is that you are supposed to be doing. That I'm grateful that I'm here not only with all my friends and family who drove and came to support me in a way that I didn't have this family four days ago and now I will have them forever. They love on people in such a huge way. The breakthroughs, the breakdowns, the love. You know, the moment when I had with you, I'll never forget that moment. I won't forget the moment I had with Josh. There were just moments where you catch someone's eye, where you go to lunch with somebody, where you sing in the car like crazy kids. We had the best time. And I think it's because I'm done suffering. At least for a while, I'm done. But I'm done suffering, at least by my own hand. Things will happen. It's funny, as I said that, I thought, well, things are liable to happen, therefore, because you're liable to suffer. But it won't be about me. It won't be that I feel bad about me. I'm done doing that. I'm done not believing that I'm enough, that I'm not, in whatever way, I'm not young enough or thin enough or rich enough or pretty enough. Screw it, you know what? Am I enough? Am I a good mom? That's all I care about. Am I a good friend? Did I help you today? Great. One more day on the planet. I made Doria smile. There she is. Doesn't matter. That is what I'm doing here. Find your purpose. I don't know what a purpose is. Just keep finding. Just keep doing good. It will illuminate itself. Unless you stand there and go, all right, what's my purpose? I sent you the boat and the plane. I know, what's my, you're not gonna, it doesn't come to you like in a little, oh look, that's my purpose. So this summer as I was teaching, sometimes 40, 50 hours a week, and by the way, that breakthrough that I do, I will take some suggestions because I do breakthrough class. I've got one coming up this weekend. I'll take no more than 14 people. I've been doing breakthrough, really, and I know I need to stop in a minute. I've been doing breakthrough for 28 years. I went to a training and I got touched on my shoulder, and when something happened, my life was never the same. I didn't know how to formalize it, I didn't know what to do with it. I do it in grocery stores, McKenna would grow up, and every time I go somewhere, people would cry in front of me, I'm used to that, like literally in inappropriate places. I touch their hand, they break out crying. I then started doing these in my living room, and I progressed, I've been doing them once a month, forever. Usually I only take students of mine, so that I don't meet people cold, you're here because you want to learn something, and it's a small group and we always sell out. You can always connect to me in whatever way, if you, I will say this, you're very lucky. Because judging by your face, I 90% of the people that I meet, nine out of 10 people, and I can't believe I wrote that down, are sexually molested at that age. And I didn't want to hear that from you. As bad as it is to watch your mom and dad. By the way, I didn't really ask you this. What's your first memory in life? I think I said that. Uh, Standing on a chair. Really? <laughs> how, how old are you? It's around the same 45. Really? Playing ping pong with your dad. What, and what decision did you make about life based on that? That was good. Life is good. Did we just go to life is scary to life is good? Yes. yes. That is what breakthrough is all about. You rewire your hard drive, your first memory changes, the four-year-old goes, get out of my way, life is good now. That is the promise of breakthrough. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.